Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast this week to help everybody master their credit score to get the extra credit that you guys deserve. Good morning, Richard. How are you? I'm doing fantastic today. I am as well, actually. Um, you didn't ask, but I am doing fantastic. No one cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we always like to just jump right into our topics and we're going to do that same thing this week. Um, this is a question that we get often. I, I feel like we could do an entire show, maybe two shows about it. But um, and it's really just about um, lawsuits. Most people don't understand that they can be sued for debt mm. until they get mm-hmm. served. Yes, and this is so, true. You know, and it's it literally happens just like the movies. You they say, hey, are you so and so? And you go, who? Yeah. And then they go, you've been served. You know, you don't have to sign anything. It's nothing fancy. They just give you a stack of papers with your court um, on it and a bunch of mumbo jumbo legal words and uh, a date. And most people don't understand what to do, how to handle it, how to react. Is it even real? Um, and so we're going to break that down for you guys today. Exactly what goes on, what mechanisms they're using to sue you, um, how does it work and what you can do about it. And, and so we, we get that question and that situation to us um quite a bit and it's unfortunate that we get it when they've been served because Mm -hmm. we you know we don't like to deal with it when they've been served uh we like to deal with it way before they've been served so preventative measures absolutely absolutely so you know in our in our 13-year practice uh we've we've spotted some consistencies right like how to spot or i would say more like how to protect our clients from being sued like we can see a credit report and go this debt they're going to sue you we need to do something about it yes uh, so what are those some you know i guess like common denominators that you can see of of that that point to a, a likelihood of the person getting sued so credit card issuers biggest culprits um card is a significant balance you know four thousand five thousand maybe even bigger uh, has only been charged off recently within the last few months. And the consumer has a lot of positive accounts that are in good standing. Yeah, that, that can point to a, a likely target. And I, I think that breaking that down a little bit further, you said, you know, um, the debt being credit card debt. Yes. I, I think we can, the common denominator there is going to be unsecured consumer debt. So yes. it could be a credit card. It could be a personal loan, right? Those are going to be the two top types of accounts that get you, get uh, lawsuits filed on. If, if it's a medical debt, it's unlikely, very rare. I haven't seen one in years that someone has been sued for a medical debt. Um, Sometimes a deficiency balances on, on vehicles that have already been repossessed and sold. Yeah, that, that, that also happens, but that is also unlikely um, or not as common. I mean, if we see a credit card debt and it's like, three grand and it's with middle in funding oh yes portfolio recovery <laughs> odds are very high that this consumer is going to get sued odds you know? are very and, high it's going to get sent to hunt and henriquez yeah and and so <laughs> and guys you know we are we are practicing credit repair in california so a lot of this uh is very very applicable to california consumers but if you are anywhere in the country you know, Midland and portfolio, Midland funding and portfolio recovery, they're huge debt buyers. They're the biggest ones right now. And so if you owe any of the major credit card companies money, right, whether it's Capital One or a retail store, Synchrony Bank, right, any of those major credit card issuers, those debts are likely going to end up 
with Midland funding or portfolio recovery. That's correct. And if they do, that means that those companies bought those debts, right? Midland funding and portfolio recovery, they don't deal with contingency assignments. No. So they only buy debts. And if you have an account with them, it's in California, if it's less than four years old or whatever the statute of limitations is in your state, that's a very serious issue that you can potentially deal with. Now, for those of you that don't understand, you know, Contingency assignments are when a collector or a creditor assigns a debt to a collection agency uh, to collect and earn a percentage of what's actually retained from the consumer, uh, meaning that Midland Funding and Portfolio, they don't do that. They don't actually work for the creditor. They buy the debt. They're now the owners. They do whatever they want with that debt. Yeah. And whatever they want generally ends up being a lawsuit. And this has been going on for, for many, many years, you know, um, I mean, I, I had a guy and he's like, I didn't know that they could do this. Like, how can they send me to court for this? And they get really scared, right? Is this is this a criminal proceeding? Am I, can I go to jail for this? You know, like, what, what do I do? Uh, a lot of our Hispanic clients over here will say, can I get deported over this? Right. You know, there's there's all of these questions that can arise. And so, okay, so first and foremost, if, if you have been served, which means that they have located you and they have served you with court paperwork. Um, if you read through the court paperwork, it is generally going to tell you who's suing you. And in, in legal words, it's going to tell you why they're suing you. And more importantly, it's going to give you a notice that you have 30 days to file an answer. Right. And so so then you have to go through the court procedures in dealing with this particular lawsuit. So all, most often than not, uh, we take a look at the situation and in, in, in talk to the client. Like, what are your options? Like, what do you do if you've been served? You know, obviously, they're wanting to collect money from you. What do you do? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to take this seriously. You need to read the paperwork to find out how much time you have to respond to the summons. Um, and essentially, what you want to do is you want to start either uh, handling it yourself or speaking with a professional, because if you don't address this, they're going to get a what's known as a default judgment against you. So... My suggestion is you take this paperwork. If you're savvy enough, you start communicating with the the plaintiff or the person or entity who's suing you. Which normally is going to be the law firm representing the debt buyer Correct. Right, or the credit card company. And so and the, the problem that consumers run into with these types of lawsuits, if you will, is that they're normally going to be... For a few thousand bucks, maybe Correct. two, three, four, five, ten thousand bucks, right? Those are going to be just standard numbers, I guess, average numbers. Obviously, consumers get sued for twenty and thirty thousand dollars if they have those types of debts. Um, but you know, on a standard three thousand dollar lawsuit, five thousand dollar lawsuit, the creditor is just suing you. The the economics of the situation don't lend themselves for you to hire an attorney. Of course, like not. you can hire an attorney to represent you on a three thousand dollar debt, and he's going to charge you two thousand dollars, right? So it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it just, you know, the cost of hiring a uh, legal representation, they, it does not make sense. So obviously, you can use that money to potentially settle with the creditor. Correct. So you, you have to be very careful. I think that when I when I go through this type of situation with our clients, we have to be very careful because we technically can't give legal advice. Correct. So we, we look at it at face value and just go through. The, I, here's what I do. I go through this motion with my client. First of all, is this your debt, right? Because if it's fraud, then we have a whole nother set of issues to go through. So if the answer is yes, that's, this is my debt. All right, point one. 
6.2. Is it under the statute of limitations? So you got to know the statute of limitations in your state, right? If the answer is generally yes, it is under the statute of limitations, then we realize that we have um, a situation on our hands where technically fighting it is not going to get us, like there's no real win in this type of situation. It's, it's very difficult to say we're going to beat this debt collector at their own game. Um, maybe you can, right? We're not attorneys. So the thing is, is that we don't look at it that way. We go, okay, so what are we going to fight? If it's a valid debt, they had it, it's under the statute of limitations, we've never, you, you know what I mean? Like there's not a, a, a valid dispute there, then we really have to consider and break down how are we going to settle it, right? And then we explore the settlement options. Now, there's all kinds of settlement options. You can just obviously do a payment in full and then you, you pay for it or you try to negotiate with the creditor and you can negotiate a stipulated judgments. I know you've negotiated stipulated judgments a lot. Can you talk a little bit about them? Well, of course, um, on a stipulation, uh, essentially what the, the judgment, well, it's not a judgment yet. So the plaintiff will do is you will speak with him, you will negotiate with him, and you will agree to terms that if you make monthly payments or come up with a settlement or anything of that sort, and you make your payments on time, they will not file the lawsuit against you as long as you are on time with all these monthly payments. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, it's it's a negotiation with the plaintiff so, uh, to avoid uh, uh, an actual judgment. So, and so, but the stipulated portion of it is if you default on Correct. your payment arrangement, they immediately enter judgment against you. They For don't the have full to. Amount. Go, they don't have to go through the motions of getting you served and you know going through the filing the paperwork with the court. It's just stipulated, so they're going to hold off entry of judgment. And if you default, they immediately get awarded this judgment. That is and, correct. And so that's the stipulated part of it. And this is going to be something that um, is going to be put on the table if the consumer is unable to do a lump sum settlement. You know, so if if we just have to deal with a payment arrangement of some sort and it's going to be extended over several months, uh, then a stipulated judgment is going to be the way to go. Um, oftentimes, we consider filing an answer. Well, I, I especially I, I do sometimes pose it to the consumer if it's going to buy them time to negotiate, right? So you can technically file an answer, the, the situation gets set up for trial, and it's going to be set up for some type of trial and mediation like six to eight months down the road, and now it buys the consumer time to either save up money or continue to negotiate with the creditor because that can happen too. Um, it, now, again... Filing an answer can be expensive. So if oh, they're yeah. suing you for two grand and filing an answer like it does cost here in our county $400, maybe that doesn't make sense. You know, maybe you don't spend $400 to try to negotiate a $2,000 debt. Um, so. it, it has its it has its places, you know. If you're going to be able to negotiate eight, uh, eight months down the line, that gives you plenty of time to save money to actually deal with it. Whereas if you don't do anything now, you're going to get the judgment against you and that's public record for life. Yeah. So, so it, it does have its places. So, and you know, these are real life situations that consumers run across and, and it's just, you know, it's unfortunate that very few, I mean, I'm talking like a very small number of consumers actually do something about it. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they pretend it doesn't exist. And, and, <laughs> and seriously, like that's why debt collectors sue people. 
They sue because the majority of the time they win automatically on a default judgment. That's their whole intention. Like literally they want to sue you. You don't respond. They get an automatic judgment and then they get a, you know, that's, that's why they're doing it. The consumers that actually take the time to maybe file an answer, contest it a bit, uh, call them to negotiate, that's not in their plan. Um, that's not in their plan at all because all of that is going to cost them more money and more time. So if you do decide to ignore it, that's where bad things happen. You know, in California, a judgment lasts for 10 years. That's the highest in the, in the country. And so for those 10 years, this creditor is, can do, can they just wreak havoc on your life? They can garnish your wages. And unlike most states in California, a judgment can be renewed indefinitely. Every 10 years, it can be renewed till the day you die. So getting a judgment in California is really bad. Not only that, but, you know, it continues to accrue interest. Oh, yes. So, I mean, I've, I've had situations where a client had a debt from the 90s and they renewed it and they renewed it in the like it was like from 95. They renewed it in 05 and then they renewed it in 2015. So we're sitting here. A four thousand dollar judgment from the '90s is now breaking twenty grand, right? Uh, uh, let me guess. The company didn't even exist anymore. There's probably some. No, sort of... it, they did exist. It oh, was okay. actually for a rental. It was oh, okay. one of the few ones for a rental, and it was a. It wasn't even a company. It was like a regular Joe Schmo landlord <laughs> that sued and kept renewing the the judgment. Well, what happens? Well, twenty years later, the client has now paid off his house. He's you know, he's sitting in a good spot financially. Now, obviously, he wasn't in the 90s, but now he is. So we're, we're, we have no choice but to deal with this. See, like, I'm, I, I told him, I'm pretty sure they're going to renew this thing again in 2025. At this point, he can't file bankruptcy on it because his house is paid off. So he's got a situation there. So it gets very, very complicated. Like, ignoring these things are, is, is not good. Like, if, if we're going to file bankruptcy on it, let's file it now, right? If that's going to be an option for you, if we're going to settle it, let's settle it now. Judgments are a very bad idea to ignore. And judgments, at least here in California, I'm not sure how it works in other states, but it's a lien against you and any property you own. So it's going to follow you. And and again, in this scenario where the, the consumer actually has a paid off mortgage, that lien is going to be on his property. Right. If the client goes to sell his house, the judgment has to get paid off first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very... I mean, that's why they do it. Mm-hmm. It extends the collectability factor of debts for a very long time, right? They can garnish his wages at any time. They can levy his bank account at any time. Um, and if any real property gets sold, they get paid first. Now, this is an extreme measure. I haven't heard about something like this going on for maybe 15, 20 years. But they can even do something known as pocket levies where they just, a uh, sheriff will walk up to you, show me what's in your pockets and take it from you. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never heard of that. It, it, it happens. It's happened. Uh, they, they, they can do that. And it's, well, at least they used I, to the do that. The only time I've ever heard of that is in a courtroom, not the actual sheriff doing that. I've yeah. heard that if, so um, I think we've talked a little bit about it on the show where can you go to jail for a debt? So, okay. So in this situation, the, the creditor wins, they get a judgment against you, and um, then they do an order of, order of examination. Exactly. So then you have to show up to court, and if you don't, you get a warrant for your arrest. That's correct. Okay, so that can happen. Yes. If you show up to court, the whole point of you showing up to court is to, to tell fleece the you. judge. <laughs> no, it's for the judge, to, for you to show your financials to the judge. Exactly, so yeah, they can fleece you. <laughs> and at that point, I've heard that the judge has actually been like, well, how much money do you have in your pocket? I have heard of that. I've never seen it. I've just heard it. I don't know if it's an... 
you know, the debt collector is doing that because they're trying to locate assets. Where do you bank? Where do you work? So that they can start the bank levies or wage garnishments. Um, so that, you know, that's like, that does happen. Like this can get out of control. Um, and most of the time it does at some point, again, they have 10 years and they can renew it, renew it for another 10. So their whole goal is at some point they're going to get you, you know, and it can be, it, it can, it, it can come at the worst possible time. You've gotten your life back together. Uh, you're about to buy a house and then bang, this thing shows up. And before we used to catch it, we used to look at a credit report and go, boom, there's a judgment against you. We need to deal with this or we're going to, you know, pay for it. Which it, it's become a lot trickier now since uh, 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 as of last June, the credit bureaus decided not to place judgments on credit reports. So anymore. now there are no judgments reporting on credit reports. So we can't even spot them from a credit report like we technically were doing for 10 plus years. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's. It's definitely an area that, that happens. If you have old credit card debt and you believe that they have sued you, you need to look into it and figure out how to deal with it because maybe they're, maybe it's just sitting there dormant, but the moment you try to make a move, they're gonna get you, like, mm -hmm. especially if you're trying to buy real estate. I've been seeing an uptick lately with a lot of the lenders I work with where they're about to close escrow and the judgment just pops up. It's been happening a lot the last few months. And it's due to that fact that judgments are no longer reported on the credit report, so they don't see it. Yeah, and, and so <clears> it's <throat> gonna hold up your real estate transaction. It gives you very little time to negotiate. If you are in escrow, you basically gotta take the first offer, otherwise you're gonna fall out of escrow. And I mean, you can lose a lot more money falling out of escrow than this. You know what this judgment is gonna cost you. So it's a very, very tricky situation. You don't wanna ignore it. Like we said, you know, just give a few examples of all the bad things that happen. So, but going back to like, okay, what do you do? Um, how do you deal with this? So, I mean, in going through our motions, all right, are we gonna do this, this or that? You know, immediately we wanna rule out a bankruptcy because the only way to get rid of a judgment is to file bankruptcy or to pay for it. Or mm -hmm. technically you can fight it, you know, hire an attorney and fight it. There, there are legitimate reasons there, to there, fight. There are legitimate reasons to fight. That is correct. Um, obviously, litigating is expensive and sometimes it's worth it. Uh, sometimes if you litigate, it's because you want to drag it out to get to a settlement on well, large enough cases. There are times, though, however, when this judgment, for example, um, you mentioned earlier how it is like in movies. They do try to come after you. They do try to serve you face to face. Here you go. Are you so and so? Bam. Here's your paperwork. Um, but there are times when they don't serve you. There are times when they actually it could be improper service. Like exactly. there's, there's definitely like a time and place for litigation. Exactly. You know, the point that we make is that sometimes, again, the money involved doesn't make sense for you to hire an attorney where you can potentially spend more money on the attorney than what the debt is for. Of course. If the debt is for a large amount and obviously the money makes sense, then yes. Um, so, Again, that's on a case-by-case -case basis. And we're certainly not saying don't ever hire an attorney. <laughs> no. It's no. obviously on a case-by-case -case basis. But, you know, again, you've been served. What do we do? Well, the first thing that we would do is either rule in or rule out a bankruptcy, in mm -hmm. my opinion, right? Do you have enough other debts that could potentially sue you in the future, in addition with this one, that a bankruptcy would make sense? We would rule it in or rule it out? If we would rule it in, you go on through the bankruptcy, it ends there, mm -hmm. right? Um, a, a, a good question that always gets asked is if you already have judgments against you, can you file bankruptcy? Yes, of course. A bankruptcy will get rid of a judgment, whether it's in court or has already been entered. 
So if we've ruled out a bankruptcy because you either don't qualify for it, you don't want to do it, you don't have enough debt to, for you to consider a bankruptcy, then we the next logical step is let's just deal with the creditor, mm -hmm. right? Let's call them up and see what they want. Oftentimes, they have a good settlement on the table for you. They're, they're always willing to work with you. We just got to get rid of the, ex or we got to set the right expectation. You, you have to understand that the whole purpose of a judgment is because the creditor or you know the attorney's office they want to get paid ultimately that's all they want and if you're willing to to acquiesce them in some sort of fashion they'll be willing to work with you so so don't well i wouldn't say don't panic obviously you want to take it seriously but be proactive about it be proactive about this summons and actually do something about it so that you can avoid a judgment like i have a case right now i this is this is where our experience really shines. I was meeting with my client. I was looking at his credit report, and I saw a debt for Midland funding for seven thousand okay. dollars, recently charged off, right? And I'm like, they're going to sue you. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to sue you. We need to deal with this one now. Mm -hmm. I was like, in fact, <laughs> let me just check our local court to make sure they haven't sued you. Yeah. Looked them up, bang, there it is. They filed lawsuit two weeks ago, and I was like, look, they're looking for you. They're going to serve you. When you get served, don't get surprised. We, can, we know what's coming. And he was just like, I was like, I'm sorry, man. I wish I, you know, I wish I wasn't right. <laughs> right. But it is. And I, I wish I know, was a little bit taller. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there. You can look it up. And, and sure enough. Okay. And so he's like, all right, deal with it. Let's just deal with it head on. I mean, it's 6,900. He knew he was going to have to pay for it. He just didn't know that they had sued him already or are working on, you know, they filed suit. Um, mm -hmm. they, they're looking to serve him. So, uh, sixty nine hundred bucks is the debt. Uh, right off the top, guess what they're wanting to settle for? Forty five hundred. No, fifty five hundred. Fifty five hundred. Fifty five hundred. About eighty percent, and that's going to be your standard settlement offer, I think, on 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 a, an account that has been already filed suit on. Okay. You know, somewhere around seventy five, eighty percent. So they want fifty five hundred bucks. Um, obviously, half of sixty nine hundred is going to be like thirty. 3450 right so we would think that yeah they'll take half and we'll be done with it no half on a, on this type of situation is going to be a killer deal if it wasn't in court half is your standard deal mm -hmm. but if it's already in court half is a killer killer deal so we're going to try to get as close as we possibly can but i can actually see this settling for 4500 like you said that's like they, they might like 4500 is going to be ultimately what the client will have to pay to get out of this, to not hire an attorney and not show up to court, not expose his wages, you know, just to be done with this. They might be flexible and give it to him in a couple of payments, but ultimately we're going to have to pay 4,500 bucks to get this one uh, basically out of the way. Now, obviously not everybody has $4,500 to give in one lump sum. Okay. So, so in those cases, you know, trying to work out monthly payments, um, in the stipulation would be to your benefit. However, I try to advise against it simply because of the fact that if you default on any of those payments, you pretty much just threw your money down the drain. Yeah, because you'll pay the full thing. You'll pay the full thing. But they're not going to settle 4500 on stipulated payments. Like mm -hmm. it's 4500 on a lump sum, maybe two payments. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to go uh stipulated payments it's going to be more than 4500 correct you so know, they might want either the full thing or maybe six grand um you know it's all negotiable but generally speaking if you go and pay over time they're not going to want 
a big discount. The old rule applies. Money talks. Yeah, absolutely. Money, money talks. So that that's just a very good example of something that happens, happens all the time. Um, and when we set the expectation, like, look, they're not going to take 50%. We'll be lucky to get 60%. Maybe 70% is what is on average on these accounts that are already in legal. And the problem is he still owes 6,900. If he ignores this, right, then when judgment gets entered, they're not going to enter judgment for 6,900. It's going to be like eight grand. 6,900 plus court fees, attorney's fees, and accrued interest, which is going to be probably over 8,000. Yeah. So now if you were to settle, you're settling on 8,000, 8,500 and take 80% of that. So it's <laughs> it gets extremely, it's just, it's not good. Right. It's not good. Um, and then you'll say, well, 80% of 8,500 is 6,800. Yeah. So they're <laughs> like, they still win. You know what I mean? They, they'll still win. It's, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, it's, that's why we say, all right, don't ignore this. Let's just deal with this head on. We're either going to file bankruptcy on them or we're going to settle with them or set up payments with them. But ignoring them is definitely not an option. Yeah. So the, this is the tough situation, guys. We, we do not want to deal with this when it's come to this point. Um, we always want to deal with it before it gets to this point because then we would have been able to settle it. I guarantee you, this was a Chase account. Uh, I guarantee you, if I would, if we would have dealt with Chase way before it was sent to collections, oh. we would have settled with Chase for like 35%. So mm -hmm. it's like it would have been done and over with a long time ago. Um, so it's when you procrastinate and, and you know get this thing, like you wait till you get served, it's a really bad time. And then um, oftentimes you don't get served. That's another thing that I want to talk about. They don't actually have to serve you personally. Mm -hmm. They can serve you by substitution, meaning that they can serve someone in your household at your pace of employment. So, and it's called service by substitution. So you don't have to physically get the paper. And in very rare cases, they can do service by publication where they just publish the fact in a local newspaper that you're getting served. Do you still see those anymore? Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe not so much on credit card lawsuits, but it's technically possible. It it does happen. So um, so remember, they can serve you, they can serve your employer, they can serve someone in your household, they could even serve a relative. Um, and then they can, I mean, they can lie about it too. Like they, they can say, I did serve him. You don't know, so you don't know to show up and fight it because you never been served it's one of but, those catch 22s you know but then they go there and say yeah i substitute i substitute served them or i didn't serve them um, and, and the funny part about that is if you do show up and say you were improperly served judge is going to ask you how'd you find out about it yeah then? so it's <laughs> it's it's crazy guys i mean this has been one of the the more uh, difficult types of cases to work through um because it's so stacked against the consumer you know you technically now have a legal problem um they say you should consult with an attorney, but it's like, we've consulted with attorneys. We have attorney friends. I've actually had some of my attorney friends fight cases and they've lost everyone. Like you don't win these lawsuits. It's like, it's weird um, because especially nowadays, um, they, they just kind of got it down to a science, you know? And, and sometimes, sometimes you'll, you'll win, um, but based there's on, a reason, right? Yeah, based there's, on technicalities. Yeah. There's like, um, well, there, there's just a reason, like it was a fraud case. And, and mm -hmm. so you fought it based on that, or maybe there was improper service, or maybe they, they, it was out of the statute of limitations. Like you want to look at these things, but again, it's stacked against you because if you can afford an attorney, then you are likely going to be able to afford a settle or does that, does that make sense? Like, you know, most of the time it's, they're suing people that are having financial problems and they just don't have the means to afford an attorney. So we get this 
this problem on our hands where they get the judgment and then years later when you're financially stable they can force collections on you you know it's a it's a tough tough case i mean i've had cases uh this year where they've enforced collections through a bank levies on judgments that were eight years old mm-hmm. you know in the in the crisis of the 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 economy they got this judgment in 09 2010 right and now here we are 2018 and it's like popping back up. Oh, by the way, you still owe us this much money. It's been accruing interest for the last nine years. The debt has doubled, you know, and we're going to take all the money in your bank. Like, it literally happens just like that. And they don't care if there's not enough money to cover the entire judgment. They'll still take what you have. So and once they do, once they do so, it takes 30 days for the sheriff to actually disperse the money. And, and uh, you know, it's pretty bad. You don't want them to, to levy your bank account. Deal with it beforehand. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You know, if you just don't let it get to this, this is why uh, I think this is why like credit repair can get a very bad rap because most companies, especially inexperienced companies, uh, they will send out a set of dispute to Midland or Portfolio Recovery, or they'll send them a cease and desist notice, not allowing them to communicate with the consumer. So what do they do? They just turn around and file a lawsuit against them right away, get a judgment, and they know that at some point in the next 10 years, they're going to get paid, um, or they'll force you to file bankruptcy, which in turn, that's fine too. They, like they, they're they very nonchalant about it. Um, they got it down to a science. So you don't want to play around with these things. There's a lot of help out there for consumers that want to learn more about representing themselves against a lawsuit. Um, I have actually read a lot of that content. There's a, a great attorney um, here in California. His name is Ian uh, Ian Chowd- Chowdery. Um, he's a good guy. His, his website is CaliforniaCollectionDefense.com. We've had conversations with him. He's got a course on how to represent yourself against a debt collector. And the strategy, what I've seen behind it is you basically go through the legal motions with the debt collector to make them expend resources like you go through discovery where you force them to produce documents, you know, and you go through this, the legal motion on your own. It's, I would say it's sophisticated, but if you got it in you to do it yourself, you can definitely put yourself in a really good position to negotiate. You know what I mean? That the whole strategy is to put yourself in a position to negotiate. Well, of course. I mean, if, a, if they're coming after you for $5,000, but, you know, after motion, after motion, after motion, it's cost them $3,000 just to collect five. They're going to want to quit. They're going to want to just say, OK, let's just negotiate this because it's no longer worth it to them. Right. You know, you know, they're going for the automatic default judgment. So if you're going through the motions, forcing them uh, to basically work for it. Right. Uh, you go and you follow the motions for for discovery and then you're forcing the mediation and you literally show up and try to arbitrate this. And so like you're, you're doing all of this, you're putting yourself in position for them to say, all right, fine, we'll take this amount. Uh, because ultimately they don't want to show up and litigate this and argue uh, because most of the time they're not in your city, right? They're not gonna, we're in Bakersfield, California, Midland is in San Diego. They're not gonna wanna send somebody to come represent this and, and, and actually litigate this, right? They're, again, they're, they're going for the default judgment. So if you have fight in you um, and you wanna go through this, this is always a good strategy. A lot of consumers have been very successful with it. Um, I do recommend it sometimes. It's CaliforniaCollectionDefense.com. Ian, uh, it does. I mean, he's probably not going to listen to the show. He doesn't know that we're doing this, but it's a resource that I give consumers that have some fight in them, right? But not everybody's like that. Some people are like, "Holy crap, we need to make this go away as soon as possible." 
as cheap as possible, you know, and they don't want to go to court. And so most of the time, again, uh, it's best to just deal with it on the front end. And even better, it's best to not even let it get there. So absolutely, uh, it's a it's a it's a tough case, guys, but it's real. Um, and if you owe thousands of dollars in credit cards or personal loans, it is very likely that they're going to sue you. So again, you know, if you're in a position to be able to file bankruptcy, by all means do so. If not, I would suggest that you actually start working towards getting these resolved before you get sued. It's just going to end up multiple times worse. Yeah. And, you, you know, again, uh, sometimes they don't sue you. Sometimes you just get away with it. That does happen too. Um, but they can always, you know, there's always that, like in California, they have four years. So you're basically waiting around four years. If they don't sue you, then they're not going to sue you. But anytime within those four years, they can sue you. Now, I do want to clarify something. The statute of limitations is four years. That doesn't mean they can't attempt to sue you anyways. Uh, and if you're not there to defend yourself, they're still going to win by default because you didn't bring up the, the defense that it's past the statute of limitations. Yeah. That's a good point. There's a lot of defenses that you can bring up. Uh, there's there's protections for service members if you're in the service. Um, so there, there's there's a lot to it, guys. Um, the, the whole point, I think, is it's serious and you don't want to ignore it. Um, if you do get served, you, you definitely want to deal with it head on and figure out what you're going to do. If you're going to file bankruptcy, do it. If you're going to hire an attorney to fight it, do it. You know, If you're going to want to settle or set up payment arrangements, do it. Uh, you definitely want to deal with it. And if you are just unsure where to go, maybe you want someone to look at it, we'd be happy to look at something for you. We, we've done this quite a bit. Um, in fact, some of the early emails that we got when we launched the show were, were specifically about, I just got served. What do I do? So if you guys are anywhere in the United States and you are being sued by a collector, it's likely going to be one of the big players in the debt buying business, Midland Funding, Portfolio Recovery, you know, LVNV funding. It's mm -hmm. going to be one of those three that are suing you. Slash resurgent capital. Yeah. So if you have been, if you're dealing with those people and they're suing you or you owe them any money and it's over 1500 bucks, take it serious. Reach out to us. We'd be happy to walk you through the process or give you some of our insight. You can always reach us at the extra credit show at gmail.com. Uh, you can always find us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at the extra credit show. Um, and so, yeah, or if you, you go, you just like us to assist you with it personally. Maybe you don't have the time or the patience, you know, we're here for you as well. Yeah. So we are very experienced in dealing with these types of debts and these types of situations to resolve them, uh, settle them out for as little as possible. So <clears throat> definitely that's what, um, that's what we're here for. Um, so that's about all I got for this week. Richard, you got anything else? Well, the extra credit task of the week is look at your credit report. Look at your debt. If there is a lot of debt, you may want to start considering doing something about it, saving some funds. I think that um, you want to, A, extra credit task of the week, uh, to add to yours is understand what your statute of limitations is in your state. Correct. Right? It's four years in California. If you're anywhere else, it could be, it could also be four, could so be six, six, you know, could be three. We don't know. But find out the statute of limitations in your state and then look at your credit report and see if you're at risk of any of these debts. For, I like that. You know, to determine if you're at risk and then definitely do something about it because you you will get sued. You, you definitely, you can get sued um, for for these types of debts. So guys, that's, that's it for this week's show. I'm Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time.